You're listening to Wayfind Marketing Live, a podcast about navigating business and making marketing easier. Here's your host, Wayfind Marketing founder and president, Steve Phipps. Good afternoon. Welcome to Wayfind Marketing Live, and it is good to be back. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I was in Colorado on a backpacking trip, which uh, was absolutely amazing. So good to be back. I'm Steve Phipps, uh, co-host of Wayfind Marketing Live, and Annie Laurie Walters is uh, my co-host. And the reason we're here today, every Friday at noon, is to talk about how to make marketing your business, your nonprofit easier. And today we're going to talk about something that most people are familiar with and, and most businesses have tried at some point. And we're going to be talking about email marketing. Yeah. And um, as we were kind of teeing this up on social media this week, we were kind of um, posing the question, is email dead? You know, a lot of people think that email is not that effective for various reasons. Um, you know, and I was just curious, uh, what kind of email subscriber are you? Are you the kind of person who's quick to give your email address away? Or are you the kind of person that only has a few subscriptions? What, what, what's your inbox look like? Oh, my inbox um, is probably like uh, most inboxes, uh, lots of emails. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I've, I've got my work and my personal email, uh, my work email. I, you know, I do I do subscribe to a number of different uh, companies, uh, some where I know I'm going to get good content that's going to be helpful. Yeah. Uh, I have other brands that I subscribe to who I really uh, I like the way they do their marketing. And so I'll subscribe to them to just to keep my eyes on kind of what they're doing and, and just to get ideas. Uh, and then I have some that, you know, I know that as soon as I download something, I'm going to get, uh, you know, in some cases I'm going to get a phone call or, uh, you know, I always know that if the, if the content's not going to be good, or if I find that the content's not helpful, I'll just opt out. So, yeah, I'm the kind of person who subscribes to all the things. And I, I drive people crazy when they happen to see my phone and see how many unread emails I have. People gasp. But um, I think that an advantage to that, especially in marketing, is that um, I get to see a lot of marketing emails. And I actually look sometimes I look at them just to see what people are doing with their marketing. Yeah. Emails. Absolutely. And to see the variety. And you know, some emails aren't really well done and some emails feel very disjointed from a strategy. And so those people may feel like their emails aren't working, but there are some emails that are actually really working. When I find myself reading and following along and ready for that next day to get the email that I subscribe to, I'm like, they've, they, they're onto something. <laughs> well, and, and I think it's, it, it's worth, noting because you're right it, it seems like about every year somebody comes out and says well email's dead or it's dying and and that's not the case um email's not going away um there are other communication channels obviously but email is still one of the most effective ways to reach your customers it's also one of the most cost effective ways mm -hmm. um it, it has one of the best rois when it comes to marketing channels mm -hmm. the challenge is because of what we just talked about a few minutes ago our inboxes are flooded our, our inboxes are a noisy place and so just sending an email isn't enough it needs to be well done and today we're gonna, we're going to go through a handful of questions 
that in answering them, we're going to give you, our viewers, our listeners, um, what you need uh, to do better email marketing because it really is a great way to help your customers to be a resource. But if you do it wrong, it's just going to be noise. People are going to opt out and you're going to miss out on opportunities. So, well, let's kick it off just with some of those benefits. Let's talk about benefits of email marketing and, and why it's a worthy investment of our time. Great. Oh, <laughs> so okay. get our wire across here. All right. So, <laughs> Um, you can tell we've been out of practice for a couple of weeks while I was on vacation. So I need to go back to the mountains. Yeah. Um, so the first thing we'll talk about is, is, is what, what are the benefits of email marketing? Um, and, and why, if, if you're a business owner or a nonprofit leader or a marketer, why should you spend your time doing email marketing? And, you know, number one is, Everybody has an inbox. So it is a way if you have somebody's email, then you have a really good chance of them at least seeing it. So once you have that, you know, social media, other channels, you can get in front of people. But with email, you get in their inbox, then you can capture their attention um, more so than with with most other channels. Um so, Angelari, what are, what are your, some of your thoughts in terms of the benefits of, of email marketing? I think one of the primary benefits is that consistent touch point with your audience. And we've talked previously on the show about how um, the buyers are on a journey and sometimes they're not quite ready to buy yet. And I have been a consumer customer who has been on the receiving end of emails that I've received for quite a while. But then when I was ready to buy, I was glad they were still in my inbox because it was something I wasn't ready to do when I subscribed. But then at the right time, I, they were always there providing me with useful content content that was meaningful that I could act upon. And then when it was time to make a purchasing decision, I, I went with them because they were always there. So I think that that's a real benefit right there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, the thing is with email, if you're consistent with it and you're consistently sharing good content, people start to look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And and here in a few minutes, we're going to talk about the different kinds of emails. We're going to look at some different examples. And I'll say for any uh, anybody that's watching this live, feel free, if you have any questions, put those in the comments and we'll make sure that we, we answer and respond to any of those questions. Yeah. And, you know, I think that Sometimes when people think email is dead and it's not working, it's because it is disjointed. It's not part of their strategy mm. or the messages they're sending in the email aren't uh, in, they're not congruent with the messages that uh, their consumers, customers are receiving and the other touch points they have with the brand. So um, let's talk about that for a minute. What 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 is the way what how do we integrate marketing emails into the overall marketing strategy? Well, you know, the first, the reality is that that for a lot of small businesses and a lot of nonprofits, marketing is it's knee jerk. It's it's re, it's reactive as opposed to being proactive and planned out. And so, you know, the the email might be even if somebody has it scheduled and they know they want to send an email every Wednesday, they don't, the, the it's not planned out. And so it might be well, they wake up Wednesday morning and kind of whatever hits them is what they send out an email about. Um, so really what, what we 
do for our clients, what we recommend you know, our coaching clients to do is, is plan out your content. Look at it over the course of a quarter. Um, look at it at least over the next month. And what are you going to be writing about? If you're blogging, what are you blogging about? If you're doing social media, what's your social media content about? Do you have a particular campaign or a promotion? Maybe you're doing a series. And so, you know, really email um, should be consistent with what's happening on social media. It should be consistent with what's happening on the blog. Uh, and, and so, again, there's different types of emails that so may vary. But, but on the whole, you know, if you have consistency, one, it gives you a way to repurpose some of your content. And so one of the ways that we see people use it effectively is you create a blog post. Well, then share that by email. Send it out to your subscribers. Send it to your customers. Um, that way it's, it's extending the reach of content that you've already created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I know you mentioned a minute ago, you got some examples and I think it'd be great to pull up a few examples to show, you know, how, how some companies are, are really effectively integrating email into their strategy. And, and I know you've shared a few stories previously about REI and how you've been impressed with their communication with you. Yeah. Um, and so if you want to pull some of those up, why don't we take a look at that? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll do that here in just a, a second. And let me tee that up. Okay. Um, the, as I mentioned, you know, there, there are different ways that you can use emails. So one way to, to use an email is um, what's called a nurture email. And so this is an email that you're sending out consistently, whether it's weekly, every other week, once a month. And, and generally you're sharing some kind of content that's helpful, it's useful, it's informative. It's not a hard sell. Now you can have reference to, hey, we're running this promotion or you know, invite that person to schedule a call or a demo, whatever your call to action is. But that's, that's really gonna be something to stay in front of them, build that trust and credibility. So it's useful for prospects and it's also useful for existing customers because you want them to remember you when they need your product or service next. Now, another type of email is a sales email. Now, one way to use this is when somebody downloads an offer from your website, they give you their email address. You, you put them into a series of emails over the course of several weeks. They might get five, six, seven emails, all designed to encourage that person to take the next step in the sales process. Mm -hmm. Now, a sales email can also be used as sort of a one-off email. Maybe you send one monthly, maybe you send one quarterly to your list where you are specifically inviting that person to buy something or at least take a look. So I want to give some, I want to delay that foundation because as we look at these examples, you know, each of these kind of fits into those different types of categories. Yeah. And so um, the first example that I'll share, and of course my wife and I, as I mentioned, we just went on a backpacking trip. And so we've, we've been spending a lot of time at REI and on their website. So we became members of the co-op, which if you're not familiar with that, you can find out more on their website. But um, once we signed up, we, we get these emails from them on a regular basis. Now, this one here is, is actually, they're using technology to show products that I've looked at recently. And so you can see the subject line, ready to get outside. And, and we'll talk about subject lines in just a few minutes because to get people to pay attention to your emails, you've got to have a compelling subject line. It has to be something that grabs their attention, that invokes curiosity, interest, something that will compel them to actually open the email. A boring headline, if your headline sucks, nobody's going to read your email. <laughs> That's right. So 
But here, your outdoor life calls for great gear, um, get equipped. And these are some of the different products, you know, bear bags and canisters and chacos and, and it gives some other things. So you can say it's a clear call to action. Buy now. This is definitely a sales email. They've got great imagery. It fits with their brand. Uh, there's a really good headline here. Um, so this is, this is a compelling email. Now, another one, when we joined the co-op, um, this was more of an informational. This is kind of an awareness. So you could call this kind of a, a nurture email because what this is doing is this is providing some education. Well, great. You've become a member of the REI co-op. So here's what this means. And you can see what they do is they're talking about their brands. Here are the things that we value. And they're sharing things that most people would find uh, you know, good to know, things that are meaningful. Uh, and so they talk about leaving no trace, their mission, talking about their team, you know, all these different things. And so this is a, it's brand building. This would very much be a nurture type email. Uh, another one, I really, I love their marketing is Yeti. Mm -hmm. um, and so here, what you can see is it, this was shortly after I signed up to get their, their emails. Um, what makes Yeti different? So again, this, this becomes, this is an introduction. This is, introducing them. They're a guide. If you've heard us talk about story brand, they're the guide in the story. They are there to help their customers achieve something, overcome a problem. Um, and so they, you know, here talks a lot about how they started improving the cooler. What was the problem with coolers? Why did they do what they do? And, um, you know, and then they have testimonial. Um, and it, again, one of the things that these guys do is so you see here, they've got stories that they're sharing. So they're just here, are other people using it. So they're, so they're sharing some testimonials and they're personalizing the brand, but these guys have fantastic imagery. They really do. I was going to mention both of those brands are doing such a great job with the imagery. It just makes me want to click. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so part of having those great emails is, you know, one is a subject line that, that invokes some curiosity. So the subject line here is what makes Yeti different? Well, that implies a question. Well, they are, well, what is different about them? And so it, it, it opens that story loop that our brains want to answer. Yeah. Now, some people are probably going, okay, I don't do a product. So that's great, but I'm not going to have, you know, these great images of products out in the, uh, you know, the Rocky Mountains or things like that. So, here are a couple of, of marketing examples. So uh, this guy, Neil Patel, has a ton of great content out there, how to get more traffic to your website. So I get his emails. And here's one. You can see this is super quick. So this is an example of a nurture email. He sends these out maybe once a week, uh, links back to a blog post. And the subject line is how to build thousands of backlinks without even asking. And so how to is a good subject line because what that lets the reader knows that you're about to give them instructions on how to solve a problem or how to do something new, how to do something better. And so it's followed with what is it that you're going to tell me? So how to build thousands of backlinks. That's very clear without even asking. And that's a benefit. It's like, well, okay, this is going to be easy. So no surprise, Patel does a great job of creating these subject lines and the email is pretty short. It says, you know, no matter how amazing con your content is or how good your on-page SEO is, you won't rank unless you build links. So how do you build links? And then he has a link here to go back to that article. Uh, and I'll give one more example. 
And this is a, this is a company called the Hoth. And so this is a, these guys provide search engine optimization and pay-per-click services. They have really good content. And so the subject line here is how to create great content in boring niches. So again, this is another example of a how-to. And now these guys do it a little bit differently. They've, they've got some buttons included in here. So it gives a little bit of a visual. Um, and then here you have five tricks with examples. Um, it's, it's fairly short. They use some bullet points and then they've got the links. And so now here they do have a PS, which gives a, a, a little bit more of a call to action. And so, as I mentioned, nurture emails, uh, can still have kind of a soft call to action in it. But if you'd like help with your content game, be sure to check out our content sale going on this month. Mm -hmm. So these are some examples of, of emails. And, and so, Amy, Laura, I'm just going to ask you, I didn't prep you for this, but what are some of the things that you saw in those emails that you think are good takeaways for our, our viewers and our listeners to create good email content? Um, but from the ones you just showed, I would say that the number one takeaway is that the content has to be good and it, it has to be planned out and it can't be done on the fly because you will lose interest and lose buy-in and your audience will probably click that unsubscribe button because it just shows when you're, when you're not prepared, like a lot of times people can tell. Um, the other thing is if, if at all possible, put those images in there, even if you are, uh, you know, selling a service or your B2B and you don't really have those, you know, gorgeous images of, you know, the mountains, you can put other images in there, even if it's a graphic that, you know, has a, a very clear call to action or story loop in it just to, to break up the content, make it easy and quick to scan. Because a lot of people, if they're cleaning out an inbox, that what, think about what would stop them from immediately hitting delete, <laughs> you know? Like if it's just a bunch of words, like that's easier to just delete. But if it's something to stop, it's like in social media, we say stop the scroll, you know, like what would stop the click on the delete button? You know, you got to have, I think if you can, it's important to have some kind of imagery in there. Um, and then the other, the last thing I was going to say was that you are always linking back to relevant, meaningful content. Mm. Of some yeah, kind. So, absolutely. So the email should always have some links. Yeah, great point. We always want to get people back to our website, whether it's to read a blog post, whether it's because we're promoting a specific product or a specific service. Now, I know I'm looking at our time and we we try to keep this to around 20 minutes. So, um, you know, so we we plan this out. We, we've got our questions. And so uh, I'm going to call a little bit of an audible here in terms of there, there are a few things that I want to make sure that we cover. Here. Number one is we've talked about subject lines. These subject line, one, you have to have good content. If your content, like I said, if your content sucks, people aren't going to pay attention, but your subject line is going to be the most important factor in terms of whether or not somebody opens your email. So question is, how do you create good subject lines? And Annie Laurie is really good at coming up with good headlines for blogging, for social media, for emails. And so I'm going to share a tool um, that you can use. So if you're, you're watching, you're listening, you create emails, go to this tool. If you just go to, you can just Google co-schedule, CO schedule, email subject line tester. And what this does is this will give you a score 
for your subject line. And it'll give you some feedback and it gives you some ideas. And so uh, if you score like a 12, don't go with that subject line because that's going to, that's not going to, nobody's going to open that. Now, the other practical thing that I would say is come up with 10 different subject lines. Brainstorm. You may think, Steve, that's a lot of subject lines. It is. But come up with 10 different subject lines. And maybe you have somebody on your team that you can use to give you some feedback, to help you brainstorm, pick your best two, and then you send out your email, A-B test it, split test it. In other words, uh, different tools, MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, these different tools will let you test two different subject lines. And the one that gets the most opens or the most clicks is then sent to the remainder of your list. So any, Laurie, any quick thoughts on yeah. subject lines? Yes. I would just encourage listeners, viewers that um, if you're going to start anywhere on improving your email game, start here. Because if all you're doing is saying, you know, August newsletter or, you know, the weekly, whatever, like mm -mm, stop that right now because you've got valuable content in that email. Put something from that valuable content in your email to make it unique and slap that in the subject line. If nothing else like that, that right there will get you more opens. Yeah, absolutely. So number two, what I want to talk about is analytics. Okay. So how do I know if I'm getting good email? How do I know if I'm getting good results? Well, that's going to vary. That's going to depend on what type of email you're sending out. If you're sending emails to a cold list, that means you're emailing people who don't know you. And, and immediately some people are like, well, that's, that's wrong. There's spam lists. Well, actually, there is, yes, you can email to a cold list of people um, following the spam laws. It doesn't mean that you can't email people who haven't given you their email address. That's a whole different topic um, in terms of how to do it, how to do it correctly. So you're in compliance with the laws uh, to where it's done tactfully. It's not obnoxious, but those emails typically are going to have much lower open rates. That might be anywhere between five and 10% of people who, op who open it, maybe less. Now for people who have opted in, that means they've given you their email address. They've said, yes, you can, you can email me. Um, your open rates can be anywhere between 20 and 30%, maybe higher but you should have a higher open rate for those types of emails. Mm -hmm. um, so programs like MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, HubSpot, I mean, there's a bunch of different email marketing programs out there will give you those statistics. What percentage of people open, what percentage of people actually click the link in the website. Mm -hmm. And that's where testing your subject lines, see what type of subject lines get more opens. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe test the day you're sending it, test the time of day you're sending it. There are all these different factors. You know, don't send an email on Monday morning. Don't send it on Friday afternoon. You're going to have low open rates because people are either getting in the office on Monday morning, Friday afternoons are trying to get out. So be smart, be wise about when you send it. Know your audience and then test it. Um, and then different tools, uh, you know, again, active campaign, MailChimp, it depends on if you want a standalone email tool. It depends on if you want something that's going to work with your CRM that's integrated. <clears throat> so tools like HubSpot, ActiveCampaign have the CRM uh, and email built in. MailChimp actually has a CRM. Admittedly, I haven't used it, so I can't give you some feedback on that. Their, their email tool is, is pretty good. Um, and there are a bunch of other tools that are out there that, that work well together. Um, and so... One other quick thing that people ask is, how do I grow my list? 
Mm -hmm. uh, any what any any thoughts on on growing a list from what you've seen? Things that work well. Yeah, I think um, a lot of times, well, there's like several, you could like proactively run some sort of Facebook ad mm -hmm. campaign and get, you know, getting email addresses that way, um, offering things for free, lead offers, you know, download this PDF that's going to make your life easier. Give me your email address. And yeah. people, you know, often, especially if you're really addressing a pain point with your uh, free download, people will be really quick to give you their email address. So it goes back to that um, story brand framework of like, you know, your your customers are like they have a problem. So how are you going to solve their problem? Make it better. Well, like make that free download really hit the spot and then um, you'll be able to get more emails that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ask your customers, you know, when you, if, if you're in a B2B where it's more of a service and you have lots of FaceTime, ask people, Hey, would you mind if I add you to this weekly newsletter? Mm -hmm. um, put, put an offer on your website. Uh, again, as Annie Laura said, downloadable PDF, something that's useful, it's valuable. Once they go through that initial sales email campaign, drop them into the nurture. So they're getting the weekly, every other week type of email coming from you to keep you in front of them. Mm -hmm. And and one other thing I, I should mention, your email marketing, uh, if you have a 25% open rate, 30% open rate, that's good. Um, and don't think that it's not working just because 75% of the people don't open it each week because you have a mixture of people who are opening each week, but also that's keeping you in front of people. So even if they don't read it, there is value in them seeing your name and seeing the subject line. It's, it's, it's just a quick little reminder that keeps you in front of them. We all forget we've got tons of things always going on. And so again, email is uh, a good way to stay in front of folks. And so any parting thoughts before we uh, release everybody back to their afternoon? Um, only that if you have more questions to please reach out and let us know how we yeah. can help. Absolutely. You can catch me, Steve at wayfindmarketing.com. Um, that is the best way to reach me. That's on the screen. And we will be back here next Friday at noon. The next couple of weeks, we've got more how-tos on blogging and social media. So make sure to tune in next Friday at noon. Bring a friend. Um, don't worry, you don't have to invite your competitors. Uh, and uh, we will. this will be available uh, on podcast. Uh, so we'll have that up by Monday. So you can also go back and find previous episodes. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts. Uh, you know, Spotify, basically anywhere there's a podcast, you should be able to find us. Just search for Wayfind Marketing Live and uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We invite you to join us for a live recording on Tuesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or on our website at wayfindmarketing.com slash live.